Oh, you can do better than that. Good morning, everybody. Oh, it's great to see you, and I'm so glad that you're here with us today. And uh, I know that uh, there are a lot that are joining us online. We welcome you, and uh, we're thankful that you've joined us. Uh, but we see some others that have come into the room that have, have uh, recovered from uh, COVID, and we're so glad to see you. I'm just going to give a shout-out to, to – I know a lot of people have had it rough. I understand that, but uh, Big Ed found himself in the hospital, and he's, he came today. I mean, I'm just proud of you for being here. I'm proud of all of you for being here. Come on, give everybody a hand for being in the room today. Amen. And I know there are a lot that are still, uh, still suffering and struggling, and we're praying for you, and we're just praying for the day when you can come back in and be a part of uh, worship right here in the room. And uh, today we continue our series called Next. I believe that the best is yet to come. You say, Pastor, do you really believe that? I really do believe it. I, I believe it or I wouldn't be standing here today. And this, uh, this series has ministered to me uh, and hopefully it has ministered to you. And today we're gonna continue with uh, message three of this uh, series called Next. We have a couple theme verses that we're sharing with you every week. Uh, if this is your first time with us, you can open up your bulletin or your program and there's some notes in there. We've got all the scriptures. I will tell you, I'm going to be sharing a lot of scriptures today because I, I want you to see what the Bible says about helping you understand why you're here. And really, that's what the proverb writer was talking about. He wanted us to understand why God created us. That's why he said in chapter 29, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. The King James says, where there is no vision, the people will perish. In other words, if we can't see what God has for us, if we don't understand why God created us, if we don't have an understanding of our, of our purpose in life, we're just going to stumble all over. We're going to, in fact, we're going to perish. We're going to find ourselves uh, falling on by the wayside. But look what it says. The next word is but. I love it when there's, when there's a, a word that says, but there's hope. Amen. Everyone say, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. You say, pastor, why are you doing this series? Don't, haven't you been watching the news? Let me just tell you quite honestly, no, I haven't been watching the news. Uh, you know, I, that's a, I'm not into, I've been reading the good news of the word. Amen. And, uh, I've been reading what God has and the hope that he has. And in this 21 days of prayer, I want to tell you, God has revived my soul, uh, in my spirit to know that God has greater things to come. I believe that with all of my heart. And I believe that that if we attend to what he reveals, we will be most blessed. Now that word blessed is not necessarily talking about financial blessings or, or material things. He does certainly bless us in those areas, but it's really talking about the heart, uh, our heart and where we are in our heart. The psalmist said this, you will show me the way of life, granting me joy. Everyone say joy. How many of you would you like to have a little bit more joy in life? Just raise your hand. Come on. Some of you. Well, it looks like some of you have plenty. Can I borrow some? Would that be all right? Could I borrow some? But anyway, he says, I'm going to give you joy. Uh, show me the way of life, Lord, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Well, I want to tell you something. If we could bottle up joy and pleasures and put them in a box, we could, we could sell them and be gajillionaires. Amen. We would be, we would be sending the stimulus out from our own bank account because we'd be filthy rich. Amen. But let me tell you something. The Bible does give us the answers to peace 
and joy and fulfillment and pleasures. So our mission here, we've been talking about this all week and I put it in and I actually just filled in the blanks for you because I don't wanna spend a lot of time here. We've been talking about this every week and every week we've been covering one of the four things that we believe our mission is. This is not anything new, it's all throughout the Bible. We've always had a mission statement here uh, at, at, at uh, when it was Grace Ministries and when it was Lighthouse Ministries and when I pastored other churches and church plants, we would sit down and we would write out a mission statement and really if you you look at all of them they'll come down to these four things and that is uh, following the great commandment which is loving the Lord with all your heart soul mind and strength and loving your neighbor as yourself and the great commission where we go out and tell the world about Jesus Christ amen but here's how we've decided to say it here at Capital City Church so it's understandable so that everybody can say it my goal is that everybody that comes to Capital City Church will know these four things if anybody says what's Capital City Church about well these four things find God Find freedom, find purpose, and find fulfillment. Will you say it with me? Find God, find freedom, find purpose, and find fulfillment. And we're gonna talk about that third one today, finding purpose. In fact, we're so committed to getting this in front of you, we've got some banners that are gonna go, be going up on the walls that have these on there. I want you to be able to say this no matter where you are or who you're with, that it is our mission. I want you to say to them, it's my mission to help you find God to help you find freedom in life, to help you find your purpose, and help you find fulfillment. Would you just bow your heads and let's ask God to bless today's message. Lord, I just pray, dear Lord, that it would not be my words spoken. Lord, I pray that I would just get out of your way and somehow use uh, this, this servant for your glory. Somehow use me to, to speak the words that need to be heard, Lord, your words, your voice, Lord, I pray that today your word would come into our hearts and lives. You would seal it in our hearts so that we know it is for us. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So today I want to talk about finding purpose. Say that with me. Finding purpose. That is so important. Because God has created you for a reason. God has created you for a purpose. God never created anything that doesn't have a purpose. Everything, every rock, every plant, every animal, every human being, he made everything for a purpose. You say, well, what in the world is a rock for? Well, a rock is something that we can build our house on. Well, what in the world are animals for? Well, just ask my wife. If we didn't have animals in the house, she'd be a wreck, right? And so we know what the purpose of all of these other things are. We all know what the purpose of, uh, uh, of a good steak is, right? <laughs> we, we want to we enjoy that, right? Uh, but the fact is, a lot of times, the greatest creation that God ever made, we don't understand the purpose. And that's you and I. And if your heart is beating this morning, I want you to know that God has a purpose for your life. In fact, I say it this way, write this down. You were created on purpose for a purpose. It's not in your notes, but I just want you to write this down. Make it personal, say, I was created on purpose for a purpose. Write that down because it's very true. In Ephesians chapter five, the apostle Paul says in verse 15 that we are to be very careful how we live. We have got to understand what God created us for and why we're here. He says, don't be like fools, uh, but those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity for doing good in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but try to understand, watch this, what the Lord wants you to do. 
You say, well, how do I understand that, Pastor? I'm glad you asked, because that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Most people would love to know what the Lord wants them to do, what God has created them to do. So today, I want to look at life's three greatest questions. When we talk about finding purpose, I want to look at three big questions that every one of us need to ask and that the Bible certainly does answer. And if we will ask these questions and allow God to speak into our hearts and help us know the answer, you can leave this place knowing that you were created on purpose for a purpose. Come on, say that with me. I was created on purpose for a purpose. Come on, say it again. I was created on purpose for a purpose. Are you ready? If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. The first question is this, the question of existence. Why am I alive? Now, if you've ever had a bad day, you've probably asked that question. (laughs) If you ever had a bad week, you've probably asked that question more than once. Why in the world am I here? Why in the world am I alive? Well, I want you to know you're not alone. There's some great men and women in the Bible that actually asked that question as well. I mean, if you were to look at their lives, you would think, man, these guys, they have it all together. I mean, these guys, they know what they're talking about. They have a, they have a direct pipeline to God. I mean, these guys, I envy them because they must, they must never have any questions. But that's not true. They're, they're, it, it's not a new question. In fact, it's asked by Jeremiah long ago. He had just been uh, brought out of prison, and, and it seemed like nobody was listening to him, and it seemed like God was basically using him as his mouthpiece. In fact, that's exactly what was happening. God was using him as his mouthpiece to tell other people what was going to go bad in their life. And, and look what he says in chapter 20, verse 18. Why was I born? Now, just stop right there. Wait a minute, Jeremiah. Don't you understand by now? why you were born. He says, why was I born? Was it only to have trouble and sorrow and to end my life in in disgrace? How many of you know that Jeremiah was having one of those bad days? In fact, I think he was having one of those bad weeks, maybe even a bad month. And he was looking around and saying, man, what is going on in my life? I don't know. Can you relate to that? Have, Have you ever asked that question? I know that I have. And here's what I found. The world wants us to turn to them to find purpose. The world wants us to turn to them. They've got commercials and they've got TV shows and they're all over social media and, and, and they're all over the news and, and, and they're bombarding us on billboards and they're bombarding us as we walk through Walmart. Buy this and you'll be happy. Buy this and you can, and you can have significance. Buy this and, and, and you can make a difference. And, and, but here's what I found. The world uh, op- offers just a couple options. They're all about the same. The first one is the mystical approach. You know, go to this seminar and, and, and learn Learn how to look within yourself. Learn how to, to have some introspection and, and really uh, uh, look inside yourself and, and find yourself and, and find your worth. And uh, I'll never forget, uh, I believe it was Shirley MacLaine. Uh, and I, I'm pretty sure that's who it was. I read the story of her uh, kind of saying these kind of things. And, you know, you, you know, God is in yourself and you're your own God. And she said, what I do is I, I go out to the beach and I look out over the ocean and, and I just scream as loud as I can. I am God. And when I heard that, I thought, you know, I can just imagine God up in heaven going, you know, Jesus, did you hear something? No, I didn't hear anything. I, I, I'm pretty sure I heard something. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if I heard it. Listen, listen real careful. I am God. Did you hear that? <laughs> I know I heard that. Oh, isn't that cute? She thinks she's God, right? 
But that's kind of what the world says. If you'll, just, if you'll just look inside, we're all our own gods. We're all our own. We're all, that's the mystical approach. And then it has what I call the self-help approach. You know, you look in the mirror and say, Spriggs, you're awesome. You're great. You can do it. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You can make it happen. You can invent your own purpose. Go out there and make a difference. Go out there. There's no purpose. And here's what I want you to know, and I think you already know this. Life without purpose is pointless. Life without made you on purpose for a purpose and it's all about him it's not about you now line that it's not about you come on tell somebody about getting up in front and talking to people I really do I mean Sunday mornings I get up early just to work through the nerves and and I pray Lord help me to help me to be able to say what you want me to say help me to leave out what you want me to leave out help me not to get in your way help me not to make a fool of myself Lord somehow somehow use this vessel for your glory and and if all I ever did was depend on what other people set up here to look good in fact I had to learn that you know what I'm just going to give my I'm going to give my uh offering to the Lord and I'm going to leave it there and walk it away and walk away from it because it's not for me anyway. It's all for him. Amen. That's what purpose can do for you. But you know, we start asking this question early on, don't we? Yeah, I'll never forget a, a, a uh, everybody loves dream and who loves that That's not what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about that at all. Actually, I want to talk about something else. And she asked this question to Ray, and it really threw him off. So why did God make us? <laughs> He'd go, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you mean? What do you, well, why are we here? And it threw him so off base. In fact, I brought a little bit of the episode with me. It threw him so off base that he went downstairs and said, all right, family, listen up. <laughs> Allie wants to know why we're here. And I don't know what should I say. What's this? She wants to know why we're here. Why God put us on earth. Ready to answer her. What's wrong with you? It's simple. 
Oh, okay, yeah. We're gonna learn the meaning of life from a guy who once threw his shoe at a swan. <laughs> That's called protecting your sandwich. <laughs> Listen to me. Here's what life is. You're born, you go to school, you go to work, you That's die. all. Cannoli Marie. <laughs> Listen, we're talking about what we do while we're here, Dad. Yeah, yeah, the big question is why we're here in the first place. You know, I've spent many a night lying in bed thinking about this kind of stuff. Life's imponderables. <laughs> Where are we? Where are we in the big scheme of things? a minute more. A minute more? Marie, religious scholars spend their entire lives trying to answer this question. You're not just going to flip through the Bible and find the meaning of life. Oh, ye of little faith. That's in here somewhere, too. <laughs> oh, I just thought we needed a laugh this morning. Amen? Yeah, and, and remind me, if I ever need somebody to do the voice of God, I'm hiring Robert, huh? That was, that was a lot better than Raymond, huh? And, but you know what? Uh, Mom is on to something, right? It is in the Bible. And so for just a couple minutes, let's see what the Bible says about why on earth are we here. Raymond's mom had it right. Proverbs 16, 4. The Lord has made everything, watch this, for his own purpose. Underline those two words, his own. We were created for his own purpose, not for you. For his own purpose. Remember, God never made anything or anyone that does not have a purpose, right? 
But for whatever reason, we look at ourselves and we go, I'm not sure I really have a purpose in life. What's the point? But we go outside and we get in our car. We know exactly what the purpose of the car is, right? And we pull out our key and we know exactly what the purpose of the key is. And you might just be a fob, so you just push a button. If you push the button, we know exactly what the purpose of the button is. We know exactly what the purpose of that little thing there that tells you the temperature is. We know exactly what that round thing in front of you. We know exactly why that was invented. We know why those tires are there. We know why the wheels are there. All this stuff. We have no doubt that that was created for a purpose. But for some reason, we don't stop and say, you know what? Maybe I was created for a purpose. Look what the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4. This is out of the message, which is actually a paraphrase, but I love how it puts it here. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind. Now, I'm going to read that again. And when it says us, I want you to put the word me. Are you ready? Long before he laid down earth's foundation, he had me in mind. I want you to, in your notes, if you're taking notes, I want you to just write your name right beside that word us. Your name goes there. He had you in mind. And he settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. We were the focus. You are the focus of his love. So write this down. I was created to be loved by God. I was created to be loved by God. So the answer to the first question, why on earth am I here? I was created to be loved by God. Can we all just say that out loud together? Ready? I was created to be loved by God. Come on, a little bit louder. Those of you online, say it with us as well. Right out loud, even if you're alone in your living room or or your kitchen or wherever you are. Come on, say it out loud and believe it. I was created to be loved by God. One more time. I was created to be loved by God. You are the focus of of God's love. You are the focus of God. He loves you. He made you to love you. Before he made the universe, before he made the earth, you were on his mind. He thought of you, watch this, by name. He knew that you would be sitting right here, January 17th, 2021. He knew you would be right here in this room or watching online. He knew that you would be listening to this and he was hoping that you would be listening, like Jesus said, with ears to hear. And he was hoping that you would hear the name, I love you you and put your name in there. I knew you before I ever created anything. I had you on my mind. Why am I here? I was created to be loved by God. The second question is this. It's the question of significance. Does my life really matter? Now, if I don't miss my guess, a lot of us have asked this question as well especially when we're having a really bad day like Jeremiah or a really bad week or, and we feel like that nobody listens, nobody cares, nobody understands me. I, I, I just, I don't feel like I'm really making a difference. In fact, Isaiah also asked this question. You know, here's another prophet. Here's another guy that, that you think would have it all together. Look what he says in Isaiah 49, four, my work all seems so useless. I have purpose at all. Well, he knew better than that, but unfortunately, a lot of times the enemy comes in, watch this, and he begins to sow lies into our mind. That is a lie from the pit of hell. You do matter. God loves you and he created you on purpose for a purpose and anything that tells you different is a trick from the enemy. 
Listen to me. Anything that tells you different, you matter to God. You matter to God. You matter to me. You matter to Capital City Church. You matter to those around you. You matter to God. But without purpose, life just sort of kind of seems trivial, doesn't it? Story is told of back in World War II in a Nazi concentration camp in Hungary. The and then the next day they back to the field. And then the next day, they'd send them out to the field and have them take it back to where it was. And every day, they would get up and just move that back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. No meaning, just for work. No purpose, just to make them mad, just to punish them. The story is told that the prisoners literally went crazy. They lost hope. And can I tell you something? When we lose hope, we lose our minds. It just seems like useless. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, he said, I, I, I went on a mission trip when I was young. And I said, well, what would you guys do? He said, it was kind of, this, this kind of reminded me of this story, this Nazi camp. He said, how bad is that, that not of this mission trip? Because, well, he said, when we got there, they had nothing for us to do. So they had this pile of rocks. And he said, literally, they had a few wheelbarrows and they would say, go get those rocks and carry them over there. And so we'd carry them over there. And then the next day, they literally, the same thing. They'd say, oh, now get those rocks really and have them over there. And finally, about the third day, we said, well, why are we moving those rocks? What, what is the whole point of this? They said, well, actually, we you guys to do. So we thought, well, we'll just have them move those rocks so they can feel like they're busy, huh?
competitive level of significance? Here it is. I'm going to be to know the meaning of life and to know how much I mean to God. In other words, finding my purpose and living it out. Isaiah 44, 2, I am your creator. You are in my care even before you were born. Can I tell you something? You were not an accident. Come on, church, say it out loud with me right now as loud as you can. I am not an accident. Come on, say it. I am not an accident. Come on, say it out loud. I am not an accident. There might be unplanned pregnancies, but there's never unplanned people. This is why I will always, 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 always be pro-life. I will always, always stand up for the unborn child. Why? Because the Bible says I am your creator and you are in my care even before you were ever born. Come on, church. We need to stand up for life. We need, to, we, we need to understand that God had a reason and a purpose for us before we were ever come into existence. He knew you. He knew you. Psalm 139, 16, you scheduled each day of my life before I began to breathe. Listen to that. Every day was recorded in your book. Now, some think God is just playing games with us. I want to tell you something. He would never do that. He would never just play games with you. He has a reason why you're in this room this morning. I want to tell you something. There's a reason why you're listening online, either whether it's live or later on watching it in rebroadcast. I want to tell you something. There's a reason why you are here and you're listening because God wants to whisper into your life. You matter to me. You have a person. You have a purpose. You have a reason for living. God wants you to know what your life means. That's why it's our mission to help people find purpose. Psalm 33, 11, this is out of the good news. His plans endure forever and his purposes last eternally. Listen, you matter so much to God that he wants you around forever. <laughs> he wants you around forever. Have you ever had that friend that you just wish, you know what, I think I'm done, I'm not sure I want them to be my friend anymore. <laughs> God will never do that to you. He didn't just create you for this earth. He created you for forever. Your purpose goes on for an eternity. In fact, this life is just preparation for eternity. That, that's the whole meaning of life is for us to prepare for what we call the afterlife. But it's just really the continuation of life. Amen? I want everybody to put your index finger up real quick. Would you do that? Put your finger up. Come on, everybody. Come on, be brave. I'm not going to trick you. I'm not going to embarrass you. Just put your finger up. All right, I want you to just make a circle with your finger, like just like this. And I want you to imagine that you're drawing a line all the way around the earth. You started right here at Capital City Church, and you drew a line all the way around the globe, all the way down around through China and up around through all through the oceans and, and right back to Capital City Church and stop right there. Now I just want to see how coordinated you are. I want you to do this just as fast as you can. Come on, do it as fast as you can. Let's just say, come on, let's see what you got. Let's see what you got and stop. Hold your finger right up and put a fingerprint in that line. How many times do you think you went around the globe? Maybe 10, 50. Some of you, I think, had too much coffee. I think you went around about 40 times. So I was like, I better stop. They're about to take off. They're about to go in the air, right? Watch this. Watch this. Come on, stick with me. Your fingerprint that you just made in that line, we'll say that's 100 years. 
and eternity is the line around and around and around. You see, God gives us purpose so that we can have perspective. Come on, I don't think you hear me right now. God gives us purpose so we can have perspective. You can't have perspective without purpose. Because all of a sudden, it's all about me. It's all about this life and all about what I'm going through right now. So write this down if you're taking notes. I was made to last forever. God wants us to have forever perspective. This life is but a blip on the screen. Life is all about the life after. Second Corinthians, Apostle Paul says, when this tent we live in, our body here on earth is torn down. Watch this. God will have a house in heaven for us to live in, a home he himself has made, which will last forever. How many of you know this world is not my home? I do not belong here. This is not my home. My home is in heaven with Jesus one day, and we're going to get there one day. But until then, he says, I have a purpose for you. It's time to practice to get ready for eternity because because you were made to last forever. The proverb writer said in chapter nine, leave your impoverished confusion and live. Walk up the street to a life with meaning. That's why we feel it's so important for you to understand and find your purpose. The third question, as I come to a close, is the question of intention. It asks, what is my purpose? Why did you create us? For nothing? Think about that. The psalmist says, what what on earth am I here for? What's the point? The only way life can have meaning is, listen, if there's a God. And I'm here to tell you there's a God. And he loves you. He created you because he loves you. You know, we said earlier that if, if we really believe this, we'll look around us and see the purpose in everything around us. So get this. How do we find out what our purpose is? Well, if you want to know what the purpose of, of a car is, if you don't already know, you go to the creator. The way you find out the purpose of something is you go to the creator of that thing and say, why did you do this? Why did you make this? So the only way to know what your purpose is, is talk to your inventor, talk to your creator. And that's through prayer, write that down. Two things, first is pray. Talk to the creator. Show me your ways. Show me why you created me. And then something that us guys really don't like to do very much. And that is if you really know the purpose of something, you've got to read the user's manual. Ah, I can figure it out. Last time I did this, I did such a good job, I had five bolts left. (laughs) I can use them the next time I make one of these, whatever this thing is. I don't know why it only has three legs, but I think it's kind of weird why they created it like that. But, well, did you read the manual? The what? You lost me. (laughs) You lost me at read. I don't know why I think that's so funny. I don't know. I'm just laughing at myself up here. I just, you lost me at Reed. <laughs> Look what the proverb writer says. Knowing God 
results in every other kind of understanding. I want to I read that again, and I want you to just really let it soak in. Knowing God results in every other kind of understanding. So write this down. I find my purpose by knowing God. So I don't know if I know God. You came on the right day. You're watching at the right time. Because God wants to know you right now. Let me just read a couple scriptures. Colossians 1.16, for everything, absolutely, everything. Everyone say everything. Above and below, visible and invisible, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. Paul says in Ephesians, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything, watch this, and in everyone. And I love what Acts 10 says. It makes no difference who you are and where you're from. If you want God and are ready to do as he says, the door is open. If you're here this morning and you've never ask Jesus into your heart I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now before we go into baptism time in just a minute we're going to have some folks come up here on stage and they're going to testify to what God has done in their life and one time whether it was a few weeks ago a few months ago a few days ago whenever it was one time during a moment just like this they said Lord I admit I've sinned I believe that you love me and that you'll forgive me and I confess you as my Lord and Savior. You say, can I really do that, Pastor, right here, right now? Absolutely. If you're sitting here in this room or you're watching a line, doesn't matter where you are, you, you can pray this prayer in a phone booth. God's everywhere. He's right here in this room. He's right there where you are watching online. And I just want everybody to bow your heads. And I'm going to ask everybody, just everybody, whether you prayed this prayer, maybe you prayed this prayer 30 years ago, I don't care. I want everybody, let's just, let's just have a reminder of what we prayed. And I want everybody in the room to just pray this out. And if you've never accepted Christ as your personal savior, I want you to pray it out as well. And let's make this the day. Let's make this your spiritual birthday. Let's come alive in Christ. Let's let God change us from the inside out and let's allow him to make us and, and show us our purpose, amen? So you're ready, repeat after me, dear Jesus. Thank you for making me and loving me. Even when I've ignored you and gone my own way, I realize I need you in my life. I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to forgive me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please help me understand it more. As much as I know how, I want to follow you from now on. Please come into my life and make me a new person. I accept your gift of salvation. Please help me grow as a Christian and show me my purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The Bible says that if somebody prays that prayer 
and comes in. In fact, Jesus told the story about he chases people down. <laughs> He'll chase you down and love on you until you ask, until you receive him as your savior. And the Bible says when that happens, the world or, or, or heaven has a party and the world rejoices with them. Amen. So we're going to rejoice with heaven on the count of three. Can we just give God a praise for what he's done right now, right here in the room and online? Come on, church. One, two, three. Come on, give God a praise. Come on, you can do better than that. Give God a praise. Come on, church, let them know. We love you. We love you. Pastor David is coming right now, and I want you to know if you prayed that prayer at the end of service, he's going to be right back there at the information center. And I said that we have a, a, a book that we go through. He'll tell you about that. We'd love to take you through that book. We'll give it to you. You don't have to buy it. But it, or if you just want to meet him, let us know. You have a communication card there in your in your uh, notes. Write that down. Just you can just put I prayed the prayer, or I asked Jesus to forgive me, or I got saved, or however you want to say it. Let us know. We want to partner with you. We want to pray with you. We love you. God loves you. I'm so proud of you for being here today. I'm so proud of you for watching online. Come on, give God a praise this morning, church. Come on, let him know we love him. Thank you, Pastor Phil. What a marvelous, marvelous message today. And we've been walking with uh, a lot of people through this purpose-driven life, and I believe that God will honor you as well. Well, today is a day that our country observes the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King. Dr. Martin Luther King had a vision. He had a vision of of things changing. He had a heart and he began a movement. And Dr. King made a difference in our world for so, so many. Many of you know that I have devoted my life in many ways. People have told me it's my life message about what I call the power of one. When one person who determines to do the will of God regardless of cost or consequence or result. They can change the world. And you see, Dr. King was one of those who becomes an example of that. He was willing to stand alone. He was willing to, to, to stand even when he didn't understand. He was willing to stand even when he was afraid. And he was willing to stand even though he felt like he had little to offer, it is right today that we honor the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King.
ushers come now and if you would come and wait upon us for our morning offering and for those who are being baptized we'd like for you to meet over here to the right and uh, they will help you to get ready uh, for this baptismal service so thank you father for this offering bless it and use it to your kingdom in Jesus name amen This is one of the most exciting periods within our church life. And if others come and they get ready, 
Let's just bow our heads for a moment and let's just pray and, and give God thanks for new life. I think we baptize somewhere now around 27, 28, something like that. And God is doing great things. Father, we thank you today for new life. We thank you today for grace. We thank you, Lord, for the things that you are doing in our lives. And Lord, in the midst of all of the things around us, that new people are finding Christ and you are adding to our church regularly those who should be saved. Make this a great moment, we pray in Jesus' name. I knew Phil was trying to tell me something. I thought he was saying pray. So, uh, and, and he was. What he wants me to remind you of, I thought we knew this by now, but some of you are new. Here's what we do. When people are baptized, when they come out of the water, I mean, we want you to clap. We want you, my wife always nudges me when I'm whistling, but it's okay. I tell her that it's okay. I want us to be able to rejoice. And when they come out of the water, they're hearing the whole church. Amen. Just give them a note of praise. Amen? Amen. Can you do that? Yes. Let's try it once. Right. One, two, three. Okay. That's good. Now turn it up about three notches when it happens, okay? I would like to uh, introduce you to a couple of special people who are being baptized today. Um, this is Pam. Pam is a friend of a friend of mine, and she is growing to be a friend of mine as well. She is really excited about this baptism today. Um, she has a lot of challenges in her life, some medical challenges, and she realizes that she needs God and that he is the one who can make a difference in her life. So we're really happy that she's being baptized today. And Pam, we're so proud of you. So. Pam, do you declare Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? By God's grace from this point forward, will you follow him? I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Aiden and I want to really tell you what a special young man this is Aiden is a, well his mom is a very good friend of mine like I said and he has been searching for God on his own he had some help from some family members 
But this guy gets into the Bible, he gets online, he finds every resource he can. He has a real desire to follow Jesus, and he is so excited today. Matter of fact, he got these other two excited about getting baptized. I believe God has a special, special mission for, for Aiden. Amen. I'm very excited for him. Today he asks... He asked if uh, Daniel, our youth leader, would uh, would yes. baptize him, so he's going to do that today. Awesome, Aiden, turn around. This is exciting. So, Aiden, do you profess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And from God's grace from this point forward, will you live for him? Awesome, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Next we have Karen, and Karen is the first one of the three that I met, and Karen was a caregiver for my husband as he, uh, his last few years of life, and nobody could have done a better job. She was so good to him, and she had such a desire to help others, and she's always herself been searching, and she's been a fabulous person. And I just praise God that he put her in my life. She's done a lot for my family. And I just, I'm so thankful. And I'm so thankful that he brought us together. And Karen, I am so proud of you today for making this step. Amen. We're proud of her too as well. Amen, church. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Karen, you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. By the grace of God, will you follow him from this point forward? I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. appreciate Michelle Heller so much and she is one who has helped these individuals and this morning I gave a book to all these people that were baptized and I didn't know how great Pastor Phil was going to preach on purpose that's one of the best I've ever heard I want you to know that and yeah I'll give him a hand it was one of the best I've ever heard and I just want you to know what you can do I said, here's what I'd like for you to do. I'd like for you to take this book, and I gave it to these guys, and I said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to read one day, and there's a question at the end of the day, and just text it. And so they looked up at me and said, who are you going to text it to? I said, you're going to text it to Michelle. I hadn't even asked her that. 
She said, well, you better give me a book then. I said, you got the book. And now they're doing it. I'm telling you, this is making a difference in people's lives all over this church. God bless you. Thank you, Miss Michelle. God bless you. Amen. David, I'm going to give you a chance to get to the back. Again, if you prayed that prayer today, or if you're interested in finding out more about the book, see David. He'll be right there back to my left. Would everybody stand and let's pray a prayer of dismissal. Thank you, Lord. We love you and worship you and praise you for all the new life that you've uh, given to us, Lord, and, and those that have come to you and given their heart and life to you. I pray an extra special blessing upon them today. I pray, Lord, that this day they would sense your presence in a mighty way and know that you are God, know that you're going to carry them through. Lord, show them their purpose. Help them to see, Lord, there's a reason why they're here. Lord, help everyone in this room to know that you love them, you created them to love them and to show them their purpose and to help them live it out. And Lord, we will give you praise and glory for anything that's accomplished, Lord, for you are worthy of it all. We pray in Jesus' name. And in a way of amen, come on, just give God a praise again. God bless you. You're dismissed. Thank you for coming.